Welcome to the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast. Your chance to listen in on a no-holds-barred conversation about marketing events and venues from the best in the business. Now here's your host, Kendra Wright. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Amplifier. Today, I'm coming to you from the floor of the International Association of Venue Managers, Direct Connect Convention in Portland, Oregon. And I'm here with Scott Ferguson, President and CEO of the Halifax Convention Center and the Halifax Metro Center. They're both located in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Convention Center is slated to open in 2016 and it will be the major uh, convention venue in Eastern Canada. It's part of a larger development called the Nova Center that will be about over a million square feet. So I can't wait to ask him about that. Before we start, I just want to mention that my company is Sapphire Events and we help events, venues, and destinations market themselves smarter online. But today I'm hoping we can educate, entertain, and inspire you with information to help you ignite your own event or venue. So as I mentioned, I'm here today with Scott Ferguson and I'm so happy to have him. I actually met him at breakfast yesterday and I thought he was such an interesting guy. We had a great talk about Nova Scotia and I told him my secret goal to go there. He's probably going to see me there next summer. Uh, And so anyway, I talked to him and I thought he was interesting. So I asked him to, to interview. So I appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's a wonderful opportunity. All right. So tell me, I want to find out about you and then I have a lot of questions about your venue. Tell me, how did you get started in this industry? You know, I uh, kind of stumbled into this business. I actually started as United States sales manager back in uh, 1985, actually, for the, the then World Trade and Convention Center. Oh, wow. And so what have you done in the meanwhile? What else have you done? Well, you know, I, I work for a very interesting company because we've done everything from World Sporting Championships. We're the only city in the world, actually, and only facility to have hosted the World Women's, the World Men's, and the Under-20 World Hockey Championships, as well as numerous universities, concerts, and events. We also run a World Trade Center, so we're involved in the trade training side of the business, uh, conferences, conventions, agricultural events. Um, so I've been involved in all aspects of the uh, of the event business. Wow. Okay. That always just makes me tired hearing those kind of answers, but I think it's very impressive. So tell me about... About your job, what do you love the most about what you do? Well, what I love, you know, the, the most exciting part about this business is for me is the people side of the business, and I think we sometimes get complicated. We're in a very simple business; we simply connect people, uh, and from that benefit, uh, a lot of lot of things flow. So, my my favorite part of this business actually is meeting new, interesting individuals. Well, I'm sure with all that you've got going on, I'm sure you have no challenges. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me, is there anything that you that is a challenge to your job? You know, I, uh, the biggest challenge probably I faced might have been this new convention center project. Uh, we started this uh, five years ago. Uh, you know, when you're spending uh, you know, public dollars, especially in this day and age with a high degree of transparency and governance expectation, um, there's a lot of debate, and uh, there was certainly on the convention center in Halifax. And uh, so it was uh, three years of hard work. Uh, we managed to kind of get over that hump, and we have a great deal of support from our community. But that probably was the biggest challenge I think I faced uh, recently in this project. Okay, so let's talk about, so you've got a few things going on. You've got your major project. You've also got the Halifax Metro Center. I, I may have mentioned that it's, uh, we've got a limited time here. We're calling it that. Tell me why uh, Halifax, or tell me what's going on with the Halifax Metro Center. Well, the Metro Center actually is a really exciting part of our business. I would have been general manager of that facility for about 10 years, and uh, we host about 125 sporting, concert, uh, other entertainment events uh, per year. Um, we've also introduced a very successful ex- uh, premium seating executive suite program that generates over $3 million for the facility. But our biggest challenge and our biggest opportunity actually was finding the right naming rights partner, and we just uh, concluded that process, or actually we've almost concluded that process. So as of September 19th of this year, it will be called the uh, Scotiabank Center. 
Wow, very cool. I think this is interesting for a lot of venues who either have gone through it, they can probably, you know, cry in their beer with you, or, or maybe talk about some opportunities. So tell me, um, what has it taken to get to this point? Have there been any challenges? I can only imagine, I think you mentioned, how, how long has the venue been around? You no, know, the building is 35 years old, and the question I actually often get is, why didn't we pursue naming rights earlier? We certainly did have discussions with companies, but we did concentrate on our other corporate products, uh, building boxes and suites, and establishing a profile for the building. Uh, for this past year and a half, we've also celebrated, because we are celebrating our 35th uh, birthday, we spent a great deal of time and energy in highlighting the role the facility plays in community development. And I think that put us in an exceptional position to actually find the right naming rights partner. Wow, that's great. All right, so talk to me about challenges and benefits. I'm sure that there have been some challenges along the way. You said just finding the right partner and, and that time was hard. Um, do you, do you, are there any other challenges? You know, the, the biggest challenge or biggest opportunity, I think, in the arena <laughs> business is just hitting that right event mix because uh, when you do, you, it pays out in spades and thus finding the right naming rights partner. Uh, we spend a great deal of time uh, connecting with our community to understand what kinds of events they are looking to, uh, to attend. We work with our university partners as well as several promoters in the area to bring the right event mix in. So, I mean, I focus a great deal of my attention actually on the event mix itself because from that comes naming rights, corporate sponsorship, uh, other revenue streams. and. Uh, so you really have to be rock solid in that area. That's great. Are there any benefits that you anticipate with the name? I mean, I know what's in a name, but it is a huge move, I know, for a venue that's been around that long. Are there any benefits that you've either already had from the naming or that you anticipate? Yeah, the biggest, one of the big benefits, of course, is the fact that we'll be um, securing about $7.5 million over a 10-year period to reinvest in the building. So not only are we going to be able to replace all of our seats and some other uh, comfort areas of the building, we're able to send a, a reassuring message to taxpayer, I think, that they're getting improvements in a building that they uh, love and respect, but they're not paying for them. So I think the biggest win is the fact that we're able to make a significant improvement in the building uh, without costing the taxpayer a single dollar. Now, we're very fortunate in the, in the naming rights partner, Scotiabank, who are very engaged in the community at a grassroots level and sporting level. Um, so we not only did a great, uh, hit a great um, number, we also hit the right partnership. Well, that's awesome. So I know that there's a lot that goes into the success of a venue, but obviously the, event, the events are kind of where the rubber meets the road, having you know the right mix of events. Um, tell me, is there a formula to it? Or, and if there is, what is it? And how do you, how do you come up with your mix of events? You know, you have to spend a great deal of time understanding your market and understanding your community. Um, when we look at Halifax, we're a very strong event-based community, so we work with a lot of sport organizations to attract regional, in some cases national, and eventually international championships. We work very closely with our university grouping because university sports, basketball, and hockey is a very big deal, and we're, we're hosting the national, uh, uh, national hockey championships for university sports in Canada this year. Uh, last 30 odd years we hosted the same for basketball so it really is a matter of working with the local community I think to understand what they want to see but then also uh, continue that with other partners to secure the right events. Wow. Are there any issues uh, that you face with filling the calendar or uh, filling the seats for events and if so do you have any uh, just share anything you've got really uh, Scott with it with our audience. You know it's really 
the, the key is is you're not going to make a fortune on every event. I mean, there's a strategic. Every event needs to play some kind of a strategic role. In our case, because we've got a significant amount of revenue on box and suite um, categories, we need a we need a certain event mix. So there's often events that we might be you know uh, securing with a local <laughs> connect that really they aren't revenue streams for us. They really just activity streams. So I guess the key is to understand that every event has a role to play. Some cases you're going to hit a home run on the revenue side of things. Another case might be a very high profile event that you may not uh, you know you know add significantly to revenue and in other cases there may be just a community event that you're not really making any money at all in fact you're breaking even but you're making a contribution to the community so the key is to recognize that every event has an opportunity to play a bit of a strategic role in your mix I think Okay, Scott, I think you're the perfect person for your job. I mean, I feel like this is somebody who can see all the benefits of all the different things uh, since you do so many things. is It's just really, I think, very inspiring. So tell me, what do you think helps, is there anything that you help think help uh, venues thrive? Anything that you haven't touched on that you think um, helps venues to really thrive? I mean, the, the key for sure has to be the um, the uh, the team that you have around working in the arena or the, or the convention center. Um, you need to have a culture of getting the job done, and that means that that everything that happens in kind of you know in, in front of the uh, curtain you know needs to be absolutely perfect. You can figure out all the mistakes and errors afterwards and make corrections, but the key is to have the right team. And the second thing is to be plugged into your community to really understand the kinds of events that they're looking for, and be willing to work with community and other groups that want to stage events that again may not be a significant revenue stream for the facility, but if they can help build partnerships and might lead to other events, uh, then you might you know you might pursue those. Wow, that's great. Um, is there anything that you feel at venues, maybe they aren't doing so much now, but they will be doing in the future? Maybe there's some cutting edge things that will become standard? You know, I think on, on the convention center front, uh, because that's, that's my focus these days, um, for me it's, it's, it's really understanding that convention centers are vehicles that are actually business development vehicles. And, uh, you know, it's not unlike what the startup or other business communities are doing in developing, you know, business. When you're hosting a world conference, as an example, you are the world uh, center for that topic. So you need to use it as an opportunity to connect business development folks, entrepreneurs, uh, researchers, innovators in your community. It's not just about putting the best event on. You need to use it as a platform to highlight what you do well in your community. So I think from a cutting edge perspective, it's really using the facility as that business development tool. Wow, that's great. Okay, so I can tell you, you talk about this stuff a lot. It's Your passion definitely shines through. So tell me, we're getting towards the end of our time here, but I want to ask you about, um, I know that you, you seem like you just are probably learning everywhere you go. It seems like you have a ton of knowledge, and I just wonder, do, where do you look for, your, uh, the, for the knowledge about how to do your event? Are there other events or venues that you look to, or where do you get your ideas? Well, you certainly need to spend a great deal of time uh, talking to people, and, and I think you do that from a couple of perspectives. You know, one is to find out uh, new ideas, new thoughts, but it also might twig uh, some thinking or some innovation that might even be happening in your home base. And that's so I spend a great deal of time talking to people, uh, and uh, I often find you know sometimes talking to the little people in the sense that folks that are involved in in the day-to-day -day grind of developing and presenting events is where you might get some of your ideas. It's not necessarily the you know the person who's talking about the big ideas that gives them to you, right? I think you can find them within the fabric of the business itself. So the key, I think, is to spend uh, a lot of time talking to, uh, to most anyone you get in contact with and, and be looking for ideas. Wow, I think that's great. Okay, well, I really appreciate your time here today. It's such a limited time we have at this convention, and I really appreciate you spending part of it with me. I want to say that's a wrap. I want to thank Scott Ferguson so much for joining me today. If you want to know more about the Halifax Convention Center, 
please go to halifaxconventioncenter.com. Don't forget this is Canada, so R-E at the end, Halifax Convention, C-E-N-T-R-E. And if you want to know about more about my company, Sapphire Events, and see how we help events, venues, and destinations market smarter online, just go to sapphireevents.com. And if you like this podcast, help us out by giving us a review on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more distribution we get, and we definitely want to share uh, the good information with people uh, from people like Scott with as many people as we can. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Sapphire Events for smarter online event marketing. If you have an event or venue, did you know that you can get $20 for spending 20 minutes learning more about Sapphire? Check it out at www.sapphireevents.com. We'll see you next time on the Amplifier.